Golden Knights having great success so far this year. Um, does that put any pressure on you guys to succeed? Who are the Golden Knights? No, the only pressure is, is that the sniping of people saying you got to do as good as them. It's just good. Uh, Vegas is treating us well, and I think the record doesn't show how hard that we work, and it's tough in that way, but it's good for us in the inner circle to understand what we have going on in Vegas, and if we just continue to trust and believe in each other, the sky's the limit for this team, and I'm just, I'm blessed to be a part of it. Uh, you know, our expectations maybe at the start of the season were a little unrealistic. Man, we're not even worried about the playoffs right now. What we do, what we do is we take it week by week. We just gotta, we gotta worry about next week. You start looking ahead and you start looking over people, you might not even make it. So. That being said, to me, Urban Meyer is one of the lowest pieces of garbage there is on this earth. You are tuned in to Straight Bet Sports live on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Right, Wednesday afternoon. You already know what it is. You're tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. I am your host, Jose V. We are coming to you live from downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. The we that I'm referring to is my co-host, Jalen Graves, live up in the studio with me as well, former UNOV D lineman. And of course, our guy, Quan 59 behind the big board doing what he does for us every single Wednesday afternoon. I'm going to do what I do every single week. Guys, you already know what it is. Drop that like, drop that comment, press that share. We'll go from there. Let everyone know what it is that you are tuned into tonight. We are live on all Gorilla Cross Radio platforms. You already know what it is. Straight uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Just search Gorilla Cross Radio. We are there. Not only that, GorillaCross.com. And, of course, the free Gorilla Cross app. You can't go wrong with anything that's free. Download it today on all platforms. You cannot go wrong. You will not be disappointed. There's a lot more stuff on there, not just our show. But, Jalen, was good, my guy? You ready to go? Yes, this is your sir. second time on the show hosting with me. You ready? Yes, sir. You good? Yes, you was sir. good last week. You had no problems last week, but you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. How's, How's your week going so far? Pretty uh, pretty good. Pretty smooth. Pretty nice solid. Day outside today. Yeah. yeah. Sun out, so pretty good. How's the family? Pretty yeah. good. Pretty good. How's the little one? Solid. Solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Growing every day. Getting big on me. How's that father life treating you? Pretty good, man. You know, tomorrow we're going to Magical Forest, so. There you go. Mm-hmm. Always got to do the family thing, especially around the holidays, yes, right? Mm-hmm. So how was your football weekend last week, though? Did you enjoy NFL? Uh, Raiders lost, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's new, though, right? This year, it's like you feel like they're going to lose almost every game the way man, they've been playing. But. Right, but, man, <clears throat> for Baker Mayfield to come in there, man, pretty much one day pe- preparation and lead them to a game-winning drive. I'll be honest with you, man. I know we got a guest to get to, get to but mm-hmm. that Baker Mayfield story, I, I know maybe it may not be anything. He may not do nothing for the rest of his career. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But for him to be off of two days, come in, take a flight. Not only that, he said after the game, which maybe he's just messing around full of BS, but he said, I took a flight before I even knew I was going to get signed here. I mm-hmm. took an opportunity and just flew out here and just see what happens. God knows what happened. He got signed. The rest is history. But that was a great story, man. That was right. a great game. Great great game to watch. If you're a gambler, obviously, and you had the, the Rams end game, that was huge, bro, because they were down. A lot of money to be made there. But fun game overall, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I like games like that. I don't like blowouts. I don't like boring games, especially during the week type of games. You know what I mean? That aren't on Sundays. Those are the type of games that you want to watch and enjoy a whole lot different. But Yeah, I'm going to be real, though. Ba- Baker Mayfield got to stop headbutting people. <laughs> bro, did you see that? Two Man. or three people on the sideline with no helmet? <laughs> yeah, like, you trying to lose tripping. your job already? You a concussion? Yeah, tripping. <laughs> but anyways, man, you already see the jersey. You know what it is. Argentina made it to the World Cup final. Mm-hmm. They took out Croatia two days ago, which was a fun, fun match to watch for me. Obviously, half Argentinian. My dad's full Argentinian, so I'm excited for that. I'm actually flying out tomorrow night to go to Miami to watch the game with him, World Cup final. So that should be interesting because we have the champ, the defending champ, France, back at it, taking out Morocco today. Morocco, the Cinderella story is over. They had a great run, make it to the semifinals. Now they play in the third place game against Croatia. So what is it going to be? Is Messi going to solidify his legacy and cement it now by beating the defending champ and making it prove that, hey, I'm not just beating Morocco, which was a Cinderella story. I'm beating a legitimate team in the defending champ here. Or is it all going to end with Messi not getting that World Cup that has, he, he has not been able to get his whole career? But Sunday morning, which is crazy because it's in Qatar. So Sunday morning, 7 a.m. here in Vegas on the West Coast, 10 a.m. on the East Coast. Don't forget, catch that. Should be a great game. But Jalen, we got a guest in studio. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this one because this is the second time around we had this young man in studio. First time we had him here. He hadn't played his first game for UNOV yet. He had just transferred back home, mm-hmm. decided to be the hometown kid and come back and play for the hometown team, right? 
He is none other than Adam Plant Jr. Joining us live in studio. Yes, What's sir. good, my man? Good, how you doing? Good, good. Appreciate you coming to the studio, hanging out Thank with you us. For having me. No pops today, but it's cool. Just gonna have you, Jalen, yeah. chop it up today. Everything good with you? You excited? You ready for football? Away from college? Definitely. I mean, this is something I've been waiting for since I was a kid. So this moment in time right now, I've just been taking every day, just very humble, just being blessed to wake up every morning and be able to see my family, everybody healthy, and just knowing that I'm about to be able to live my lifelong dream and the work starts. So I'm happy for it. The work never ends, though, actually, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, for you, the work started a long time ago when you were a little yeah. kid, right? I just say it's a new chapter in the book. Now I'm, I'm progressing. I'm going to that new chapter that I always wanted to, so I'm happy for it. Definitely, definitely. Now, what are you most excited for aside from getting the opportunity, obviously, to play in the NFL, but is there a specific team that you hope you might get that opportunity to be drafted by? Or at the end of the day, whoever takes you is getting one an amazing young man. You know, when I was younger, I used to be like, man, I hope I don't go to, like, Cleveland, Green Bay, you know, somewhere <laughs> cold. But, you know, now that I'm older and more logical thinking-wise, you know, whatever opportunity I'm able to get, I'm going to be blessed and fortunate for it. So no matter if we playing in uh, Mexico, if we playing in Florida, we playing in Archibald, Archibald, I don't care. I don't care where we at. I'll play. How is it sitting next to this dude right here, knowing that you got to play with him side by side for a little man, bit? Man, me and Jalen go back to high school days. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, maybe even Little League, I'm not even sure yet. I'm pretty sure we didn't cross paths before, not even knowing. But yeah, it's just, you know, having those moments and sharing the field together and being under that helmet together, you know, it's a beautiful thing. And to see how we are now and to see the years pass and see how we progress so much, beautiful thing. I remember us first game we played San Diego State 2020. I see Jalen getting the TFL. We hyping up in the huddle. We we losing, but we yeah. like, man, we still gonna make it. We gonna go out with a bang. We gonna make sure mm -hmm. we make some plays. You guys had yeah. a lot of fun on the field, man. Definitely watching you guys together. I remember your first season when you got here after you left TCU to come mm -hmm. back home. That was a fun season to watch because that was, I think, oh, coaches Coach Royals first season here. Yeah. I believe mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So it was a transition of everything new. Obviously, it wasn't a winning season. We know that, mm -hmm. but it was a season of growth and a season of progression, right? And you guys actually grew to become a whole different team. At that, at the end of the day, you your yourself mm -hmm. i mean your stats grew year in and year out not i know it's not an individual game it's a team game at the end of the day right. but we can also look at the individual stats that you do garner for yourself mm -hmm. your statistics went up year in and year out what do you attest that to coaching yourself your family your dad pushing you what is it i think everything overall you know just coming in and the program and platform mm -hmm. that they set for us at UNLV and the entire coaching staff from the off-season program and unfortunately that first year we didn't really get to have it because of covid but that was pretty much everybody in college football, so I can't really use that as an excuse. Uh, just moving forward, just everything I did on my own personally, just all the extra training, the extra workouts, um, everything I did with my dad, just all the personal training, all the one-on-one -on -one training. And then even so, just with the team, you know, we would have moments where we go on the field on our own. We would have our own little walkthroughs on 707. It's just had a field deal as a whole team, as a whole unit. So I think all those all together paid up. So we got somebody chiming in about Rebels real quick. It ain't football, it's basketball, but you guys are technically Rebels. You're you're still there. You're yeah. a school, you're a scholar. You're just finished playing football, so you're still Rebels. Definitely. My man Joseph chimes in and says, Jose, it's time to rank the Rebels. They're legit. Talking about the basketball team. Yeah. Let's get away real quick from football and we'll jump back into it. You guys being students there, they got to be in the top 25 right now, right? Definitely. Yeah, they yeah. they turn it on right now, aren't they? Undefeated. Yeah. You got a team in San Definitely. Diego State that just finally got bumped out of the top 25, mm -hmm. but they had two losses to top 25 teams right. and they were ranked. Right. Yeah, they need to put some more respect on UNLV, you know, all sports. Right. But basketball undefeated. for sure. Uh, they got, I believe they had a top 25 win this yeah, season. They beat they beat yeah, 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 they beat Dayton here. Yeah, so, yeah, it's time. Yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good little season for the Mount West actually, just in general too. It's we got three teams uh, right now undefeated in yeah, the Mount New West. Mexico so, undefeated too. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mountain West is legit. It's, it's decent. It's not a bad conference this year. We'll see how it ends up at the end of the day. But jumping back into some football, my guy Joseph also chimes in. He says, I just watched this young man's film. He looked good in a Packer uniform. My guy's a Packer <laughs> fan. How, how, how would you feel about that yellow that green, the cheese heads, Man. playing in Lambeau. How would that feel? Let's just go around scenarios and see, obviously, where you could play. If you if you had an opportunity to play at Lambeau, what would that be like for you? Sure, I'll be honored. You know, I'll, the first thing I want to do is a Lambeau leap to see if it's really that high, <laughs> right, for sure. But no, to be able to play with A-Rod and those type of caliber players, you know, guys I grew up watching since I was a kid, I'd be honored. I'd be dope. Now, another thing I had to ask you, too, is, and it's funny you just said that, guys you looked up to or guys that you saw play. Yeah. How crazy is that knowing that you, you're you right around the corner of getting that opportunity to possibly being drafted yeah. and playing against some of these guys that you have been idolizing and watching for the last 10, 12 years that are in the prime of their career, that are still relevant, that are still playing at the top of their game? Mm -hmm. 
I think it's just a testament to, you know, hard work and just dedication, keeping God first, you know, never questioning the plan or how it's going to go, but just knowing that there's still a main goal to obtain. And I know regardless of how the journey went or, you know, if it was at its lowest, at its highest, I always made sure I stayed grounded and stayed humble regardless of what it was and be fortunate for everything that I was able to get and experience. So just to be able to have the opportunity to be able to line up and say, I may be able to play against Aaron Donald, Fletcher Cox, you know, uh, unfortunately, I would be able to play against Julius Peppers or, you know, be a teammate of his, but, you know, that would definitely be dope. But dudes like Micah Parsons, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, hopefully Tom Brady stay for another year. So I want to meet him. <laughs> I want to get a sack. I, I got said, that'd to. be crazy. Getting the opportunity to play against Tom Brady, sacking him. He, Tom Brady been in the league almost as long as we've been born. Pretty so. much. So yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. And then you got your trademark too, right? What is this? Uh, plant the QB? Yeah, plant the QB. Mm -hmm. See, we got to plant the QB and then put a picture of Tom Brady at the bottom, right? In your first <laughs> year. Get that sack, man. Right, that, that, would, that would be amazing. But what you got from Jaleel? I know you got a couple things you wanted to ask. I was going to say, um, so how are you handling your preparation with being like your training and your, your diet far as, because I know it's different from mm -hmm. an off season and preparing for college football to yeah. now preparing for like your pro day and getting ready for the NFL draft. I feel like with that, it's pretty much easier as far as like the meal prepping and, you know, just waking up and working out because, you know, we don't have to bang every day. We don't have to be in right. pads or I have to worry about, you know, being anything extremely physical outside of, you know, practicing or, just, you know, just lifting anything like that. So I think it gets easier to me. You know, usually I'm a person, it's hard for me to like, you know, keep weight on the season because I sweat a lot and, I, you know, we always mm -hmm. constantly running, so I'm always losing weight. But I always try to make sure I maintain my weight at the same time. I feel like now it's just more like just managing the times I'm eating, uh, when I'm working out, my calorie intake, and just making sure I'm on top of everything. I try to be early as possible with stuff like that. So when I do fall short, you know, I'm still a week ahead or I'm still a couple of days ahead. So I'm not really falling off too bad. Okay. How much have you learned from Pops? I mean, I'm, knowing that he played football, right? Knowing the the career and life that he's had away from football. Yeah. Obviously, he still has to be bulk, you know, work out, do all mm -hmm. those things. Not only that, be mentally prepared every single day because the type of stuff that he does is crazy, right? Anything right. can happen any day. But at the same time, you playing football is also crazy. Anything can happen to you any time out on that field. Right. What I mean by that, you can get hurt, you can get injured at any single time. How much has your dad helped you when it comes to your preparation, not only on and off the field, but mentally as well? I think he was the one that really laid the full blueprint, you know, him and my mom. But, you know, speaking just from man to man, why is the father to son? You know, seeing how he was when he played, you know, I was fortunate enough to see him play when he was uh, still doing semi-pro and I was able to see him when he was in camp. So just seeing how he was and him showing me, not just saying it, but actually taking me to the gym. You know, I was 10 years old and I was practicing at Desert Beach, probably went to the first YMCA across the street, first show me how to work out. Even before then, when I was four and he was uh, at Long Beach City College still, you know, just finished up some classes and stuff. You know, he would take me up there to the weight room where, you know, I would just be little five-pound dumbbells, two-and-a-half-pound dumbbells. <laughs> I was eight years old, and I first started doing my dumbbell sets when I first moved out here. Uh, and just transpiring that, when I first went to 24-hour fitness, LVAC, and he first showed me how to do incline press, decline bench, flat bench. You know, just showed me the different muscle groups and how these work, how you're supposed to do this, you know, and how it helps me and benefits, you know, taking impact and hits from people, you know, being able to have more of a lean side to you and have more mass to you, you know, it's going to help with sustain those hits longevity-wise. My question to you, Jalen, and it ties back to you as well. Mm -hmm. You came from TCU and joined this team. You yeah. were there, right? Mm -hmm. What was it like knowing that someone that, with all due respect to UNLV, was coming from a higher program in TCU, right, in, in the Big 12, coming to the Mountain West, and you knowing someone like him coming in, but you knew of him. You knew who he was. Yeah. He wasn't just like a stranger coming in, right? Mm -hmm. How was that for you, knowing that someone like him was coming back into your locker room for the first time more than anything? Well, like like Plant said earlier in the show, like me and Plant, we go way back. Like we, uh, we, me and Plant, we chopped it up in high school. We worked out a couple times and stuff. Actually, I had a conversation with Plant before you came to UNLV. You know, he was telling me he was trying to, you know, come here and stuff. So, and I was very intrigued. You know, I wanted him to come. You know. Guy like him with a pass rush moves like him, he he makes my game, you know, a lot easier, you yeah, know. Yeah, helps you out. Yeah, it helps me out. So I was I was all for it. Like I said, him him being in Vegas, get to play in front of his hometown, in front of his people again, stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was I was all for it. I was very excited when he came, when he decided to come. And I know that it's a brotherhood when it comes to this because we saw that with Chuck last week when we had him in here in the studio. The way he talked about it, the way you guys just talk and talk about hanging out all the time. Was this more of like, I'm bringing my brother into our locker room and we're going to make this happen? And I see you guys have continued that relationship because right now when you guys chopped it up in the studio before we got here, it was like you guys see each other every single day. So how is that relationship with you guys overall, even though you haven't played with each other in over a year? 
you know, when you have, you know, friendships and brotherhoods like that, you know, regardless of how long it's been since you guys talk, you're always going to have that same camaraderie and that same love for each other. Regardless if you see them every day, you only see them once a year. So, you know, that's how you know it's never fake love. You know, it's real genuine. And it's more so this uh, on the field, it's off the field. You know, it's the relationships, the conversations that we have outside of football that really makes us real friends. So when we on the field, it makes it even better. So I have a question for you. You got to play against Brock Purdy mm -hmm. last year. Twice. When they came here. And... Oh, wait, twice? Yeah, first, oh. for my freshman year at TCU, we played him. forgot about that. State. Okay, okay, there we go. So you yeah. got to play against him twice. Mm -hmm. You seen him now in the NFL and what he's done these last two weeks with the Niners. Mm -hmm. Are you impressed by what he's doing? Or you being a defensive player, do you sit back and go, they're just not playing him right? Nah, you know, Brock Purdy has always been a dog to me, in my opinion. You know, he's been starting at Iowa State since he was a freshman. And I knew then, like, with my freshman, my first time, I'm like, yeah, this dude legit. Just the pass that he made, how he moves on the field, and then we played him again uh, my junior year, and this how he was. You know, you can see how he was a big vocal leader. He was a guy that made sure his team was all together. And, you know, he's just a product of his hard work and dedication. You see that it was able to transpire as he's in the league, you know. They said he was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft, and, you know, he took his opportunity and ran with it. So, you know, I'm happy to see his success. Hey, being relevant don't mean anything. You can make yourself relevant, right? right? Yes. And that's what he's doing right now. And yes. at the end of the day, he's got a great defensive team behind him. And that coaching staff right now, man, I love what they're doing with this kid. Because I, I like Brock. I got, like, you, you, you got to play against him. Yeah. I got to see him here last year live in person. After the game I saw him play against you guys, I'm like, I got to follow this kid. You know, I'm going to see what he's all about. And he got his opportunity now. You know what I mean? So I, I hope he does something. But do you keep in contact with any other players that you've either played with, played against that are in the league now that you talk to to try to get advice since you're on your way there? Yeah, definitely. It was a lot of good friends of mine that I played with at TCU that are in the NFL right now. Guys like Ross Blacklock, Garrett Wallow, those type of guys, you know, that I see my freshman year coming in, seeing how they work seeing what their little habits were, seeing how they would go work out after practices or be there early, 30, 40 minutes early. Some dudes even an hour early getting extra reps in, just getting extra um, extra reps in for their skills or just in the weight room just doing extra, you know, little lifting things. So just seeing how those um, habits were and seeing how where, I, where those guys were and where I wanted to be at, I definitely wanted to, you know, write, you know, took my pen and pen out, you know, took some notes and like, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. This is how you do it. And I see how it paid off for them. So I was like, yeah, I definitely want to do this. Once again, Jose V, Jalen Graves up in the studio. You are tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We are joined by UNLV D lineman and NFL prospect, Mr. Adam Plant Jr. up in the studio hanging out. Well, he's got the shades on. I, 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 we've just been so in tune into this conversation that I didn't even notice that you have your shades on. It, it's funny because even when you're on the sideline when you weren't playing, like if you were injured or whatever, yeah. I'd see you with the shades on. Had the shades on, had the jersey, had the towel around the neck, <laughs> always had the chain as well popping mm -hmm. out, always got to look cool and relaxed. But you've changed a lot from the first time that we interviewed you when you moved from TCU and came out here. Like, yeah. you've grown a lot. Like, the mic looks normal with you the way you talk now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I can see the growth in you and I can tell that that, that, that's probably a little bit from your pops too, right? Like your Definitely. pop, I'm not saying he trains you, but I'm pretty sure he's an easy person to talk to and be like, hey dad, yeah, if I sure. gotta be in an interview, what should I say? How should I say it, yeah. right? You know, I was fortunate enough to, you know, to be coached up on things like that and know how to be able to speak in front of a camera. And I'm also a communications major, so I was able to get classes to be able to help me out with that. Cause you know, I wasn't always the easiest person to be able to speak in front of a camera or even speak in front of a large crowd. I used to struggle with that a okay. lot. So I made sure I would do those extra practices in my room or just in class, you know, whenever we had extra assignments. And then even with my dad, you know, we would practice, you know, I see it firsthand with him whenever he posts his Instagram videos <laughs> or how he talks and camaraderizes with other people. And I see how he just does it so naturally. I'm like, okay, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah, man, definitely. Our guy Goose Thomas chimes in. He says, talk to me nice. Jalen Graves, APJ, you were on their show mm -hmm. uh, last week, I believe as well. Let yeah. the ball bounce. Big shout out to Let the Ball Bounce. Shout out to them. Crew. Yeah, man, you were on, I think, two or three back-to-back -back shows in two the studio yeah. last week, right? So you're all over the place. Pe people are getting to know who you are for mm -hmm. sure, man. Now, what are your nerves like right now? Because obviously, we're all human at the end of the day. Even yeah. though you're an athlete, you know your talent, you know what you can do. What are the nerves like right now for you? Um, it gets overwhelming at times. You know, I try to um, make sure I, I talk things. I don't like to keep my emotions bottled up. You know, it'll be times I'm very happy now. You know, I'm sad. I got to be away from my family for a little bit. And, you know, just not knowing how things are going to go. But at the same time, I'm very excited and fortunate to be in this position. And I always look at, you know, if the hardest thing I got to worry about is just myself and waking up and working on it every day, I'll be okay. And, you know, I just have those talks with my family. I had to talk with my mom yesterday. You know, she just talked to me, just make sure she just keeps positive energy around me and keep good, speaking good things about myself and making sure I'm staying on the right path on and off the field and making sure I'm doing the right things to make myself better. So question for both of you. Is there anything that you guys can tell us that none of the fans would know 
that happens behind the doors, behind the scenes, and in a good way, not disrespectful way, mm. in the weight room between the team. And what I mean by that, when I was in high school, I tried to play football, didn't work out, but I was in the weight room. And there were things that they would do, you know, whether it's a tournament or a little competition on weight training and things of that nature. Is there anything that doesn't get leaked out that's friendly that you guys do, maybe leading up to a game, depending on the opponent or things of that nature? Mm, I would on, say just some. weightlifting wise, you know, we always have those moments. Well, actually, we we used to do this um, these last couple of years. So whenever we got to the end of like spring ball or like we were in the summer, our coach would bring in a DJ okay. into the weight room yeah. and it'll be like the early <laughs> lifting like groups. It. And we all max, you know, you got people squatting 700 pounds, 600 pounds, 650, 500, you okay. know, whatever it is. And everybody's maxing out. We just feed off of each other's energy. It's just those moments right there. Like you can't recreate. You just got to be there. You got to be in that moment. And it's just like, you don't know it in that moment, but you cherish it after the fact when you look back on it like, wow, like we really was able to do that. We really were a group. You know, you got yeah. all of us in there as players. You have the, all the coaches in there, all the supporting staff, all the nutritionists. Everybody's in there just as a whole family. We in there rocking. So you got to play in the Big 12. Yeah. With TCU. And then you got to play in the Mountain West out here with mm -hmm. UNLV. Two, different, two opposites, obviously. You have a Power 5 conference and a non-Power 5 conference, obviously, in UNLV, right? But you also had... A very well-named coach at the time, Gary Patterson, I believe it yeah. was, um, and a great coaching staff that he had. So it wasn't just himself. You had a great coaching staff as well. Mm -hmm. But you go from that, playing in front of that type of crowd, that type of travel in the Big 12, right? Mm -hmm. And then you come over to the West Coast and you play in the Mountain West to play in a brand new NFL stadium where the crowd isn't as big as you were used to at TCU, right? Mm -hmm. Not enough people in the stands, but at the end of the day, still supporters no matter what, right? Still people Definitely. coming. How much of a culture shock was it for you coming from the Big 12 and coming to the Mountain West to play for UNOV? Um, I want to say it really was a culture shock. I felt more at home, you know, being being back in Vegas and playing in front of the home crowd. Uh, at TCU, it was more so I was just like, man, I'm finally in college and just being able to experience college football for the first time, seeing what a college town atmosphere was like and seeing how invested it and how happy and how much joy it brought to the whole community. And whether we won or lost, you know, they were out there supporting. And I didn't say, I'm not saying that it wasn't here like that out here. But, you know, the first year of 2020, we weren't really able to have that many fans. I think we only had like a 2,000 max capacity for the mm -hmm. whole stadium. So it's not really going to show a lot of people in there. Last year, we had a lot of people that would show up for the first couple of games. And even like, uh, this past season, we had a lot of people a show up. A lot more, yeah. So I feel like now, I, people, you know, they wanted to see us win. They wanted to see some joy bring back into the program. I think people were able to see the growth in us over these last three years and see how much we were able to bring out of this team. Jalen, you miss playing next to this guy? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, like I said, he made... He made, I, I know that's probably like a hard question to ask you. I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but I'm just saying like you miss playing next to this guy because it just sounds like he's a very lovable person to play next to. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, mean, yeah, he says sure. that he was he was he had a problem talking and being in front of people. Mm -hmm. I don't see any of that. I get it. You're a communications major, like you mm -hmm. said, and you're doing everything with pops and you're learning. That's awesome. But how much do you really miss playing next to this guy right here? A lot, actually. Like I said, he made he made my job a lot a lot easier, you know. Like the, the San Diego State game, you know, I I got a lot of one on one matchups, you know, because you know I had to worry about the speed of the pass rush, you know, him and Jacoby on the other side too. So that was that was dangerous, you know. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, yeah, that was that was nice. But um, he's smart, you know. He uh, he works hard. He's a hard worker. Anytime they come down, they send the office. Uh, O OLBs down to the D-line, you know, get work in. He first one in the line, you know, trying to get work, trying to learn, you know. So he's just he cool player to play with. You Bro, know? don't try to put him on a pedestal. We, I don't know if we got scouts listening. Uh, you no, over here no, trying, he's, he's trying my to make boy, sure. Though, for sure, hey, for sure. Draft him. He's good. He got he got everything. He's over here, Jalen, trying to make sure. <laughs> no, for sure. Just... Like, he, he was one, he was one of my favorite <laughs> nah, players dude, to play with, with though. Uh, yeah, I, I wish I got a little bit more time to play with him, though, but... Nah, I got you. But at the end of the day, you guys got to play on the same mm -hmm. team in college, which is amazing because not too many people can say that and still have that communication and still have that friendship that you Definitely. guys had. Now, obviously, coaching change. I want to get your thoughts on this because mm -hmm. you're not going to get to play for Barry Odom, but you got to play for Marcus Arroyo. Yeah. I want to know how you feel about Marcus Arroyo's tenure. How was he with you as a coach, not only on the field, mm -hmm. in the weight room, in the locker room, but off the field as a regular individual as well? Um, as a regular person in division, you know, he's a very good guy. You know, he's very calm and laid back. You know, he's very cool off the field. When he's on the field, he means business. When it's about the team, when it's about getting stuff done, you know, he's very professional. And, you know, I admired that, you know, how he carried himself as an individual and as a man, you know, the things that he was able to accomplish and have and gain on his own success that, you know, a lot of coaches really can't say that they did it. You know, 
And just the personal one of the relationships that we had, you know, he was always a person that always tried to uplift me and you know, hold me to a higher standard and be accountable for my actions. And it made me want to be a better leader, a better person overall as well. And it was just, you know, the little conversation we would have, you know, whether it was talking about the next level or just leading my guys around me or just, you know, holding myself higher standard, you know, not just leading by example, but, you know, leading by words too. You know, it's okay to speak your voice. You know, these guys are your teammates. They look at you as a leader. They're going to listen to you. So be uh, comfortable and be, um, what is it? What's the word I'm trying to say? Uh, really be aggressive, uh, aggressive thinking, have aggressive mindset, how you approach today and how you approach everything in life. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. That's one thing that I, that he said to us that really stuck with me. And just to know that, you know, the lie in the sky, eye in the sky doesn't lie. You know, whatever you put on tape, if you're that type of guy, nice. it's going to show. Definitely, definitely. The eye in the sky does not lie. Now, do you feel that he should have got at least one more chance? With with the year that you guys had, mm -hmm. I get it. Four and one and then a little bit of an issue there. But injuries happened. You were injured as well. Yeah. Doug goes down, which was huge. I, I totally understand that. You can't control injuries. But with all that being said and everything that happened, the COVID year, right? Which right. I, I kind of like, man, that's kind of messed up. It, I wouldn't count that. Do you feel he should have gotten at least one more year in your opinion? Or at the end of the day, it is what it is. You got to move on. You know, I would have liked to see all the coaches be able to stay here and have another year and to see how it would have been able to develop. But I feel like, you know, what Eric Harper, which is our athletic director, what he's doing right now with the team and bringing in Coach uh, Barry Odom and the staff that he's about to develop right now, I feel like they're still going to catapult to that level that everybody was expecting to have. So I feel like regardless of what coaching staff it was, I feel like the players alone were going to be able to uphold that standard and be able to bring a championship back to UNLV. So let's say you had one more year and you could stay here, right? And mm -hmm. you were going to play this year. Would you be a player that would have stayed or entered the transfer portal this year, respectfully? I, I definitely would have stayed, you know. I'm not a person that really likes to bounce around a lot. You know, I obviously I did, you know, after my freshman year, but I Once, was able to stick and that it was out. It, yeah. yeah. But I'm not a person I wanted to keep flip-flopping, go to three or four different universities and have to restart and recreate things and all that. You know, I felt very comfortable here and the relationships that I had, you know, you can't you can't recreate all the relationships. You know, you can't have those same camaraderies and brotherhoods that you had. And a lot of us really became like family over these three years, you know, regardless of the wins or the losses, just the off the field stuff and on the field experiences that we had with each other or something that we'll be able to tell our kids one day. So I would never regret that. That's awesome. And you're doing the off-the-field stuff, too, right now with mm -hmm. the uh, with the Nighthawks. I saw that you guys yeah. were in the, uh, uh, at the mall or whatever, yeah, buying some stuff with some kids. last Thursday. We had the um, shopping with the kids. So it was, that was pretty cool. It was a cool experience, you know. I never had an experience like that. So just seeing all those kids out there. It was about 300 kids. Man. Uh, yeah, got to see a lot of smiles on the kids' faces. So it was a good experience. Now, another thing, too, that ties back to you in a, in a way is uh, NILs. And the reason I say that, a big shout-out to your pops in the family business, Tasty, mm -hmm. tasty Teas, right? Yes, sir. Tasty I, I, Teas, cheese. I've only tried them once, and I got to get some more Fire. from your pops. I know if you have not seen him, check out Mr. Adam Plant's Twitter account and Tasty Teas. I'm sorry, IG account. Mm -hmm. He posts everything on there. Shaq, I mean, he's got rappers, everybody. It's legit. He's not out there faking it. It's all mm -hmm. legit. He knows these people. These people know pops. So trust me, if you guys haven't tried it, I have... They are 100% legit. But how did the NILs work with you? Because I know, like, you trademarked the sack, you know, plant the QB and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And I believe you also started an LLC or something like that. It was yeah, for, under uh, your for own name. The QB, yeah. So mm -hmm. how did that end up working out for you when it comes to NILs now that everything was there? And how does it transfer into you moving into your NFL career? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I kept those things separate. Plant the QB, uh, uh, the reason why I made that at LLC, the reason why me and my family made that at LLC, that was something I wanted to have longevity-wise to be able to <clears throat> have, um, you know, f to create my first clothing brand and to be able to start my first youth camps and to be able to get back to the community of Vegas through that brand and through my name of Plant the QB. Nice. That was something I wanted to do separately. As far as NILs with UNLV, that was something that I would just discuss amongst the school and they already had some deals set up for us as players to be able to gain those accesses and uh, shake hands with different people like that. Okay. So that was something I wanted to keep separate, but it all worked out how it was supposed to. Good to know. So that means that the schools are actually out there getting you these deals, not necessarily you looking for them, basically. Yeah, the schools already have stuff yeah. in place. You also have people that will reach out to you separately. You know, you make sure you check in and it's all good with the school and make sure that it's legit. And, you know, people will be able to make some good, you know, foundations with that. So NIL was very good for a lot of us this year. See, that's good to know because I didn't know it was like that. I thought NIL was basically 
you run, you get your own deal from someone. If it's, you know, someone has a business or whatever, me, Nike, whoever wants to sign you yeah. and give you that, you can get that. I didn't know the schools were actually already having things in place for you guys to get paid. That's pretty good. Yeah, they definitely, yeah. They, they were very beneficial to us. And it was more so not just NIO as far as the money side of it, but just actually taking care of us as players physically wise. You know, we had a lot of injuries, a lot of people that were hurt. So they made sure that we got the best treatment facilities, the best in the city, whether it's Project Wellbeing, whether it was Mr. Float, whether it was a prism, you know, they made sure that we were able to have those uh, options if we wanted to make our health a priority. And how was it playing at Allegiant and not just that, having the practice facilities and the mm -hmm. gyms and everything that you guys did have, the Fertitta Conference and at Complex and everything that got built yeah. for you guys? It was beautiful, you know, being able to come in and see how all this was already built and is already coming into fruition. You know, I felt like I had something to prove. You know, you talked earlier about, you know, guys expect me to come in being a powerful. I, do. I felt like I had something to prove. I know. There was some people that are gonna look at me like, oh, this dude is gonna be, you know, regular, or he thinks he's all that because he's powerful. I'm like, no, I'm hungry just like the rest next man. You know, I want to come here and prove myself the same way that you guys want to. And I was fortunate enough to be able to have a new coaching staff, so it wasn't like it was a popularity contest or any favoritism or anything. Nobody can ever say that it was okay. Who's the best man for the job? Line up, let's see who works. So nowadays, the league is all about can you recreate yourself? Mm -hmm. If you're athletic. Can you play where we need you to play, not where you want to play, right? Right. So my question to you is, let's say you do end up getting an opportunity. You get drafted. Some team ends up taking you, but they tell you, we want you to play linebacker. We don't want you to play D. We don't want you to play on the D line anymore. Or you know what? We think you might be better if you lose some weight and we get you out on safety or just some crazy stuff. Are you willing to move position if someone were to tell you that? Or even let's say someone tells you you're big enough to play tight end and we like your hands. We want you to work on the hands team and jump on the offense. Are you willing to make that sacrifice to have an NFL career? You know, at the at the beginning of the day, you know, I am a defensive end and outside linebacker, so I'm always going to make sure I push that position first. And you know, if that's if I'm able to make a team and be on the team and dominate at that position, definitely. But it's if if it's a situation where they're like, okay, we need you to do this in order to be on this team and you know, assume the role and be able to be bring value to this team, definitely. You know, I'm all for it. You know, I I breed myself on being versatile as a player, be able to play all across the ball, all across the D line, whether it's I'm a three tech, a four eye, a nose. Five, six technique, or if I got to be out in coverage and guard a number two receiver, guard a side receiver, you know, I want to be able to say I can do all those things. You basically just laid it out right there for you. <laughs> if you don't think he could do it, then you got something wrong because he basically just told it all to you. Once again, Jose V, Jalen Graves, Quan 5 9 up in the studio, hanging out with you guys today. Straight Bet Sports Live here on Gorilla Cross Radio. We are joined by UNLV D lineman and NFL prospect Adam Plant Jr. joining us live in studio, chopping it up. Now, I want to know what you're going to miss most about college, not just football, not mm -hmm. just UNLV football, but your college life and your college career. What are you going to miss most about it? I think probably those summer days, you know, you just come in, you're waking up, you don't have to worry about school, you don't have to worry about anything but football. And it's like, it motivates you more just to wake up and want to do more. You know, you know, you got workouts at 10 or 12 o'clock and we used to have time slot windows. So it'd be like three different weightlifting groups. So it'd be a, a 10 o'clock group, a nine o'clock group, and I think 11.30 or 12 o'clock group. So, you know, just having those different time slots, you know, we will always try to come in. You'll see guys on the jugs. You'll see corners, you know, in the corner working on the DB drills. You'll see us hitting the sleds, hitting the bags. You'll see the D-line working on the slant drills. And just seeing how we were all together, seeing how we were all hungry and all on the same page on one mission, one goal, you know, that was a beautiful thing to see. And just seeing how passionate everybody was and, you know, this you'll really see who you are as a player and as a person throughout the summer because everybody doesn't want to be out there running 100 degree plus heat. Everybody doesn't want to be out there every day early waking up and sacrificing their sleep. But, you know, that's the product of being a college football athlete. You have to make sacrifices. You have to be willing to do more than the ordinary in order to get more than the ordinary. I respect both of you, man, because both of you guys played it at the high level in college, and I just got to watch it. You know what I mean? I didn't get to play it. I played as a kid, you know, flag football, did all that mm -hmm. Pop Warner stuff and have fun, but just watching you guys do what you do and then having you here in studio, man, and just seeing you as a normal human being, you look so much smaller <laughs> without the pads, bro. I'm like, you look like a giant when you're on the field, but that's awesome. But my next question for you is... Who do you emulate your game after? Like, there has to be someone that you've been watching that you're like, that's who I want to be. Uh, growing up, it was definitely Julius Peppers. That was my go-to number one. Okay. Alder Smith, those type of guys. Alder, Miles okay. Garrett. Um, definitely the Bosa brothers. I definitely watch a lot of them. Uh, Aaron Donald as well. Okay. Dominican Sue. I tried to get a little pieces from a lot of dudes. You know, old school guys. You know, uh, what's his name? Reggie White. You okay. know, definitely Bruce yeah. Smith. Uh, John Randall, you know, okay. guys like that. Uh, Lawrence Taylor, you know, the great, okay. obviously. Yeah, I try yeah. to get bits and pieces from everybody. Guys like Jason Taylor, you know, all over the place. Really, I try to get a, a little bit of somebody's game. Jason Taylor, Miami Dolphins? Yeah. Yeah, I remember him. So you watch a lot of film? 
Yeah. You like watching sure. a lot of old school players? Yeah. I think that was a beautiful thing to uh, add to what you said earlier about what I miss about college. Uh, this them breaking it down on how to watch film and how to properly evaluate yourself, you know, the positive and negatives and seeing, you know, what they see, you know, the little tendencies, the things that other teams might pick up on on you. You know, if you're showing your foot like this, if you're in your stance lean like this, and then you're going to slant inside, and then you're going to go outside. And just picking up on a little word plays and, you know, little uh, hints just to make plays quicker. You know, you see, you know, a wide off back is away, you know, a slice might be coming back. You know, the tight end might either try to chip you or go off for a route. So if I got a cover responsibility knowing that if he tries to bypass me, I still got to take him away. Uh, you know, just little things like that that you add on across the years. Yo, I have a question real quick about watching <laughs> film, yeah. uh, you know, with some of the older players. Yeah. Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor. The game's different now. So right. watching film from them, like, how how different is that watching that? Because you, you could do a lot more to the quarterback back then. Yeah. Now it's like if you blow on the quarterback, you might, you know, get a, get a, a roughly rough passer right. call. So how, how different is that watching that and seeing what they could do back then? Do you mm -hmm. kind of wish you could do that right now? Uh, yeah, for sure. Some of the things, you know, as far as like Deacon Jones, you know, the head slap, I feel like that yeah. probably been a really Kicking good one to be able face. to use, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but no, it's more so like the hand combat that I focus more on. The one-on-one -on -one battle between the online and D-lineman, see how they use their hands, see the physicality behind it, see the type of angles or where they're, where they're leaning for, the pressure points that they're trying to hit to get them off balance. You know, that's what I really focus on the most. Nice. So my question to you is, how do you watch film? And I know that sounds like a weird question, but what I mean by that, I, like Ian, our, our co-host that used to be here before, mm -hmm. he's a big film guy. Like he'll, he's a big Eagle fan. Yeah. So he'll sit there and watch film of the whole game for hours after the game is over and yeah. study everything of every player, this, that. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by how do you study film is, what are you specifically looking at? Are you watching just yourself and then you move on to the player next to you? Are you looking specifically at the QB? What yeah. are you looking at when you're watching film? Well, usually for the average player, I'll probably look at it about five to 10 times. You know, you first you get the base formation, you know, whether it's a 21, 22 personnel, if they're 10, 11 personnel, 12 personnel, if they like to use backs in the backfield, if they like to use a lot of motions, a lot of fly sweeps, if they like to, if they're a heavy run team, a heavy pass team, what their quarterback's like, if he's a dual threat quarterback, if he's more of a pocket passer, how the old line is, if they're a four by one slide, if they're a jet X slide, you know, if it's going to be three by two to the field, two by three to the boundary, um, how our stunts are going to work towards them, and then the type of plays that we're going to run against them. And then from there, I'll go more in depth and look at the tendency of the tackle. If he's more of a twitch guy, if he gets off the ball more aggressive when it's run, if he's more light on his back foot when it's passed, you know, if he cocks his knee in a little bit, so I know he's going to try to jump set me or if he's going to try to quick set me. Just little things like that. See, what, 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 and what, what plays speaking right there, that's real rap right there. I love that's, that. That's that's art, man. I, lo I love hearing that type that, that of stuff. That sounded like yeah. a bar right there. That, that was just a freestyle, he, he, he right? He was really flowing, yeah. <laughs> that's literally what I it like was. I like that right there. But that, that, that that's music to your ears, right? Because yeah, exactly. everything he's saying, you basically... Like, I, see, like, I don't understand every all the verbiage you just said, but yeah. I understand what you're trying to tell me. You right. know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. as where I'm, I'm looking at Jalen while you're talking, he's like... Because yeah. he knows exactly what right. you're saying. For so sure. that's a beautiful thing, though, man, how you can know so much verbiage because that just shows you for people that don't know. Mm -hmm. Football is a lot more than just playing. Right. You got to know Way a Bible. A you yeah. got to know scriptures. You some know what I mean? Some of the smartest people are athletes. You know, you have to do a lot more. and Your brain has to be able to function more, not only just physically wise because we take, you know, hits to the head mm -hmm. or, you know, just a lot of a lot of uh, action with each other, you know, a lot of contact. But also, you know, the study side of it, that's why a lot of the greats are able to be great. Now. That's why there are Hall of Famers because they took the time not only physically to get their bodies right, but mentally to get their minds sharper. And that's the separating factor. You know, your body's going to break down. You know, you're not going to be able to be in your tip-top shape, but your mind is always going to be able to be working and functioning. So the more you, more value, the more, you know, intelligence you can add to yourself, the more knowledge you have on the game is going to be able to separate you more because everybody's not willing to do that and sit in a, in a, a classroom or watch film and go over with your teammates for two to three hours or be able to watch one tape for four hours and be like, oh, man, I'm tired of this. I want to go home. You no, know, to be able to stick it out. And not, it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, long sessions like that. It could be anywhere between 10 to 15 minutes, but it's just what you get out of it. It's the, the, the content you get out of it and the intent that you move with it. And, and to piggyback off what he's saying, um, he's definitely 100% right. Uh, like, I got, I was I was in uh, film with the, the great pass rushers in the NFL, like Von Miller, Aaron Donald. What he's saying is correct. They study film more than they really, you know, work out physically. Film is... It's a hundred percent, eighty percent of their time of football. Like they, they live film. That helps them make most of their plays. Literally, yeah. just off how the line. Oh, the line. The the guards light off his hand. Okay, I know he's gonna pull. That helps them make all their plays. So just off what he's saying, that 
That's definitely right. 100%. So you know your physicality is just being able to beat the mental part of it. Because if you know all of it on that part of it, then you can beat your opponent at the end of the day because they don't know your next move. They can see it, mm -hmm. but you know their next move because you already know their body language. Like definitely. you said, you're looking at the shifts. You're looking at the movement. You said you're looking at if he's moving his hand or what's going to happen. So that's interesting, man. That's good stuff. But what do you tell to the newer generation? Because generations are different. There's a lot of kids nowadays that I speak to, family members that are younger that play sports, that they want to cut corners, right? A lot of the mm -hmm. kids nowadays want to cut corners and don't want to do it all and just want to play and think that's all there is to it. Right. What do you say to the newer generation that's coming up? Because you just spoke about it right now with everything you said about film a lot of the kids that are listening or watching are probably like what what is he talking about you right. know what i mean because it's a whole new verbiage what do you tell to the kids that want to cut corners knowing that that's not the way to go you know you either, either you're gonna learn it the easy way or the hard way when you try to cut corners you know either it's gonna catch up to you or it's gonna bite you in the behind so i would say you know to those kids you know don't try to cheat the steps you know how, who are you going to become as a person as an individual that's the process that's going through the day in and day out and i i learned that you know as a young kid and still now to this day i'm still learning that you know your everyday habits are going to catch up to you you know whether you like it or not so if you're doing good things if you're really that dude if you're really doing the workouts if you're really watching a film like that it's going to show if you're really that type of guy when the lights showing and when the tape cuts on it's going to show so you know don't be that guy that thinks because you're balling out now in little league or you know you're the man now that's going stop there or it's going to keep going from there you still got to put the work in same way when jay rice after they won the super bowl he went out and ran hills the next day went to practice the very next day and was like yeah i'm coming for y'all when they lost against the cowboys i think it was either 93 or 94 the day after they lost the game he's back on the plane working out catching balls catching a thousand passes a day and after greatest arguably the greatest player ever in the nfl so if he feels like he has to work like that who are we to do otherwise there we go, man. Jose V, Jalen Graves. We got our guy Adam Plant Jr. up in the studio chopping it up with us here on Straight Bet Sports Live on Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We got to give a shout-out to our sponsor. We're a little bit past the midway part of the show. Big shout-out to our guy Eric Navarro of Line Em Up by Eric. 702-884-8138. He's chopping up out of Five Star Barbershop on Ann Road and Simmons. Make sure you hit him up on IG and download the Booksy app today. Let them know that Jose V, Jalen Graves, Quan 5'9", and everybody here at Straight Bet Sports sent you. He'll make sure to take care of you, get you right, get you going. And if you're like Adam and you got to get ready for the combine, man, hit up our guy Eric. He'll get you right, man, definitely. But what you got? I know you uh, had your hand. Oh, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. Uh, so I know in the summer you had worked out with Chuck Smith. Yeah. So I know he's a pretty, he, he works out all the elite passwords and stuff. Mm. So how, how was that, you know, getting the opportunity to kick it with him for a couple of days and learn how he works out and how he handles business? It was fun. You know, I, I always look at it as a challenge in the South because, you know, they always bias about players and stuff. You know, it's always harder. The weather condition is harder. I feel like the dry heat is harder to deal with than humidity wise. But going out there to Atlanta last year and just getting those knowledge and getting those tools from him and uh, Dez, Chuck Smith and Dez, those were my mm -hmm. two coaches when I was out there. And just the knowledge that they have behind it, what they showed me, how they broke down film and how, how my steps are, how you count your steps, how you get into your pass rush, how you set them up, how you go with power, power, hit them with speed, hit them with finesse, hit them with this, get them going, get them thinking, and make it more as a chess move and a chess game rather than mm -hmm. this, oh, I'm just playing football, you know. Have a, mind, have a plan and have a mindset behind what your moves are, have a, a certain intent about it. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing, too, is uh, being able to read off the line and see the tendencies that they have and just showing, you know, certain points where they hit them, at, you know, where they're going to try to punch you at and how to sub out those things, too. So I had a lot of fun doing it. Our guy, Chris Wynn, chimes in. And it's not a question. It's more of a comment. I want to get your thoughts because mm -hmm. it is true with what he just said. He kind of took the words out of my mouth when it comes to participation trophies. And what I mean by that, here's his comment. He says, I don't necessarily think today's kids want to cut corners any more than other generations. The issue, in my opinion, is some of these kids are coming up soft. They're known as the participation trophy generation born after 2000. Would you agree with that? Because nowadays, it is okay to lose, if that makes sense, at more than it was back in the day. You know what I'm talking about? Like nowadays, if that. you don't win a tournament, they're consoling you a lot more and telling you it's okay and they're still giving you a medal or something like that. Yeah. They're not pushing you, not to the ground, but they're not pushing you the way it was before. Would you kind of agree with that statement? Um, I would say as far as participation, you know, everybody can be the star player. Everybody can make all the plays and, you know, make things happen. So to be able to show kids, you know, this may be their first time playing the sport or first time doing anything as a physical activity. So just having them being out there and trying... You know, that's fine. You know, in their eyes, they feel like they accomplished something big. And, you know, it's, 
all praise to them for that. You know, everybody doesn't always have to be the guy or how to be the person. Some people may just grow up and I want to play football into a certain part. I want to play basketball, play soccer and get to a certain point. They're like, okay, now I want to do this in my career. I want to do this in my life. So everybody doesn't always move in the intent of, I want to make it as a professional athlete. I think well, that's where people get the disconnect or misconception. They feel like every kid should be hungry. Like, oh yeah, you should be out here dominating these kids or terrorizing. Some kids, you know, they didn't want to do it just for the love of the game. They don't want to do it as a career. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you should be lightly more or, or not put your all into it. But if that's not something that you necessarily want to do, I feel like you shouldn't chastise people for just being happy with participating. All right. Five top quarterbacks that you want to sack. When you get to the leash, it was. We're gonna start. We're gonna start the roundtable questions. <laughs> it was Cam Newton, but uh, you know he retired. Okay, we, we can still make a phone call. Tell him to play park man, with I, you. I hope so. Man. That's, <laughs> that, that's a legend right there. Cam Newton's a dog. I but, love Cam. Um, I love Cam. Tom Brady for sure. Okay. Dak Prescott. Okay. Jalen Hurts. Okay. Ooh. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Ooh, Kirk. Cousins. And okay. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would want to sack Josh Allen too if I was on the defensive yeah, line. Definitely. I, we only got a chance to play Wyoming one time, so I want to try to get my get back somehow. Mm-hmm. There we go. There we yeah. go. All right. Kirk Top Cousins. F- that's an interesting one. Kirk yeah. Cousins. I know that one kind of caught me <laughs> yeah. off guard. Like, why you want to sack Kirk Cousins? Yeah, you know, if I'm able to play the Vikings one day and you know, I sack, I want to be able to do the gritty after I do it. So. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 So okay. Behind that, that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Top five stadiums you want to play in? Ooh. Uh, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Okay. Definitely want to do that. Um, I want to come back to Allegiant and really see Allegiant packed oh, out. Like, in, man, I, I, I would I, love to, to this see day, that. I still haven't mm-hmm. been to a Raiders game in Allegiant Stadium yet. As crazy as that sounds, because we usually have practice on Sundays. Okay. Uh, but yeah, definitely Allegiant Stadium. Um, Levi Stadium, San Fran Stadium. Okay. Looks dope. Uh, Lambeau, for sure. And uh, Jet Life, Jet Life Stadium up in New York. Oh, MetLife Stadium. Met okay, Stadium, MetLife. Okay. Okay, interesting. Up in New Jersey. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. He said, no, Jimmy G, laugh out loud for Quan. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to sack Jimmy G? Jimmy, just for Quan's sake? Up there, just yeah. for Quan's Jimmy sake? Jimmy G's up there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Top five jersey swaps. Because now it's a, it's a big thing in every sport. Top yeah. five players. What are your top five players you want to swap a jersey with? Brevin Jordan, for sure. Jalen Naylor, for sure. Tony Fields. Uh, was John Stevenson? That played with the Patriots, him for sure. I want to be able to get everybody that that came up in Vegas. I want I want that to be the first, you know, where we can mm-hmm. really start a dynasty. Uh, okay. Who else I want to do for sure? Uh, Jersey swap, Jersey swap. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson actually. Okay. New Jersey Aiden. Swap Aiden Hutchinson. He's cold. Okay. He's a dog. I've been watching a lot of his film lately too. That's couple years. And Chase Young. Okay. Both of those two. I love Chase Young. Yeah. We talked about that yeah. last week. Okay. I, I, I like the list. I like how he didn't go to like. You know, big name people or big mm-hmm. quarterbacks or anything like that. Okay, trying trying to, try to yeah. bring it home. Yeah. Man, Vegas, man, playing the city. <laughs> definitely, definitely, yes, Vegas, sir. Vegas. Okay, let's see. Um, I can't ask you the top five teams you don't want to play for because that's that's just not going to help your draft status. There. <laughs> or what about the top the top five D linemen you want to play next to? There oh, you go. There you one. go. That's a good uh, one. Michael Parson. Sure, if I'm able to play with Michael Parson, take some of his game. Definitely. Uh, Miles Garrett. Aaron Donald, Fletcher Cox, uh, JJ Watt for sure. JJ Watt for sure. I just want to practice with JJ Watt to see how he is in practice. Because you, sometimes I think people get the misconception that you can have some of the best players in practice, but you'll never know because they they may not have an opportunity to play in the game. But some of the best film work I've ever seen, some of the best players I've ever seen, have been on the practice field rather than the game field. Okay. In my opinion. So, um, who else would I say? Cameron Jordan with the okay. Saints for sure. Ooh. Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, Mad Max, Mad Max for sure. Mad Max is a dog. Mad Max's story is amazing yeah. too, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for him to come in here and Cleveland was the guy that they wanted, and then now I don't even think Cleveland Farrell's there anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. And yeah. Max ended up being that guy after everything he went through personally yeah. off the field. That's 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 awesome, bro. That's that's a hell of a story right there. But my uh, for you, Adam, look into that mic, look into the camera. And let everyone know that has the opportunity of drafting you in this upcoming draft. If they take you and when they take you, what are they getting? And if they don't, what are they missing out on? First and foremost, my name is Adam Plan Jr. You can get a complete package, individual, not only as a football player, but as a man, 6'6", 265. Uh, I'll come ready to work every day, regardless of where you want me to be, regardless of where you want me to play. Uh, I just blessed to be able to have an opportunity. So for all the teams out there, for all future opportunities and uh, adventures I plan to receive, you know, I'm looking forward to it. 
There we go. Our guy, Adam Plant Jr. So, Adam, I'm not going to ask you anything that has to do with gambling because you're still a, um, you know, a student athlete. Mm -hmm. So we respect that because we don't want to get you in any type of trouble whatsoever. But we do do picks at the end of the show, meaning, you know, we have our guests choose who they like. So you can tell me who you think will win. There's no point spreads involved or none of that. We're not going to talk gambling whatsoever. Okay. But I will ask you from the NFL slate to look at it on your phone while me and Jalen go over some things right now. Look at the NFL slate, look at all the games, and then give us one game and tell us who you think is going to win and why. Sound good? All right. So, Jalen. Last week was rough for me, bro. I had the mm -hmm. Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. That did not pan out yeah. at all. <laughs> Houston came to play, bro. Yeah, they did. And then their running back had a great game. Pierce, uh, was it Pierce? And then now he's yeah. out. He and got Pierce, hurt, and yeah. he's out for the next couple of weeks or whatever it is. But <sighs> these picks of the week are killing me, bro. I'm, I'm I don't real, even know where I'm at right now. I watched now. that. Uh, I watched the ending of that Cowboys game. Rick. <laughs> 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 You it's, never it's know, crazy, bro. man. It's crazy. I, I'm a little mad because here's the thing. I'm looking at that game and I'm sitting there going, I don't want the Cowboys to win no more. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, yeah, my but, pick's yeah. not going to come through. I'm sitting there going, this is horrible. At this point, just lose, right? Mm -hmm. But then also I'm sitting there going, man, they're my pick to win the Super Bowl this year. So I kind of need them to win this game, right? Yeah. But that, that, that game, for them to come back, whether you want to say refereeing, whatever it was, man, they showed a lot to come back in that game. And I, was, I, yeah, I said it mm -hmm. before, and I'll continue to say it. I still think Tony Pollard is a better running back than Zeke Elliott oh, is yeah, on that I, team I right like, now. Yeah, I like uh, Pollard. He um, he he runs he, he runs pretty – he's small, but he runs bigger than what he is, though. So. He's fast. He can yeah. hit. He could take a hit. Mm -hmm. I see him. He was – they had – they had a play where Christian Harris, I believe, they had him – he had him, like, four yards in the backfield. Spun off, it got, like, five yards. So, he does that a lot, too, so – Dallas Cowboys, what, 10 and 3 now? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Let me pull this up real quick. Our guy Adam's ready now. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, he's locked and loaded. <laughs> he got his pick already. But yeah, Cowboys are on the road this week against the Jaguars, 10 and 3. Jaguars, 5 and Jaguars came through. They beat, uh, didn't they beat, uh, uh, they won this week too. Yeah, the Titans. I think they beat the yeah, Titans yeah, this yeah. past Tra week. Trevor Lawrence, he's he been playing pretty good the past couple weeks. He's been doing his thing. You want to add him to your sack list? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, you want to add him to that he's sack list? Too. Hey, Patriots getting hot, man. They taking over that uh, wild card spot, knocking out my Jets after the Jets losing to the Bills. Bills looking good, but still, they played against the Jets. Jets don't really have that much offense. Mike White is is what he is. Lions winning six and oh, seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're actually in the playoff hunt, which is crazy. And uh, I see in their like their next five games, they they got they got a real shot. They got a real shot. So to they play in there. us this week, which I know I'm a Jets fan, but that's mm -hmm. still a winnable game. The mm -hmm. Lions are playing really good right now. They're hot. They're believing in themselves. They're believing in their coach. The Lions starting to, uh, the Dolphins starting to take a little bit of a back seat now, looking mm -hmm. a little more realistic and not, you know, coming down to earth. Seahawks, another team in that division that mm -hmm. taking another back seat. They're playing the Niners this weekend, which should be a good game. I know Quan's going to be hyped for that one. Ravens and Browns. You got Deshaun Watson coming back, which is huge. He came back last week, but then you got the injury to Lamar Jackson, right? Mm -hmm. That's also yeah, huge right there. Huge. So we'll see what happens in that game. Marcus Mariota got benched. Desmond Ritter's finally Ritter. playing for the Falcons. Falcons Saints are pretty much going nowhere. We know that game is what it is. Chiefs going on the road to the Texans. Mm -hmm. Will the Texans take that momentum that they had against Dallas, right, and come out and try to beat the Chiefs? The Chiefs had a tough game, too. They had to come mm -hmm. back and win that game against Denver. Was no pushover. You know what I mean? So that's going to be an interesting one there. Eagles going on the road to play the Bears. Nine-point favorites. That's a huge one there. Eagles are 12-1. and one. I still think Jalen Hurts is the MVP. What you think? I think so, too. He's been playing unbelievable this year. Him, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, all them dudes down there, Miles Sanders, they going to work. So if you were on the other side of the ball having to defend him, they'd probably be a nightmare. A headache. I got to catch him first. Right? <laughs> Do you think you could get Jalen, though, if you had an opportunity? I think so. Based think off so. of but, which, the way he moves? I, I, I've I've seen him move in person, and he's a lot faster than people really think he is. Okay. And, you know, he runs with a long stride, but he moves. He covers ground really quick. When we played uh, Oklahoma my freshman year at TCU, okay. and just seeing him and C.D. Lamb, seeing how those dudes, Kenneth Murray, seeing how those guys were, I was like, man, these dudes are legit. Like, they're going to the league. Like, you could just tell. You can already tell right yeah, off the bat. certain players, you could just tell. You just look at him like, yeah, he's going to go. But it all depends on who's defending you on the line, right, too, how, who's guarding you. If you yeah. got a great All-American on that line right there, it's a wrap, right? It's going to be tough 
to get around them. Not saying you can't. You're also an All-American yourself. Mm-hmm. But those are tougher when you got someone to guard you like that. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a good battle up front. But that's what you want. That's going to make you better. That's going to push you more as a, a player. You don't want to keep going against players that, aren't, that you are better than or they aren't as good as you or as good as the pop, uh, competition could be. You, you, know, you always want to go against the best because you only get better with going against the best. Definitely. There we go. The best is the only way to get better. Now, um, Adam, we're about to end up here, so we're going to get your pick. But before we do so, let everyone know where they can find you on all things social media and continue to follow you moving forward. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at APJ1. Uh, that's really the only social media platforms I really use. On IG? Yeah. Okay. There we go. He's on Twitter from time to time, so he'll, you know, he'd be posting stuff. But not <laughs> IG is his Just place. That's where everybody's at. Mm-hmm. That's where he's at. So we appreciate you, my guy, definitely for coming through. Yeah, thank you. Best for of me. luck moving forward. We know we're gonna see you out there on Sunday, man. I- I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your family. I know your pops is super jacked and ready to go. Definitely. I know he's looking forward to seeing you be in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing, my man. Keep it up. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. God bless. Continue success. And we'll definitely have you back on the show soon. Appreciate you. My man. But what is your pick of the week? Let us know. Pick of the week? I got the Niners against Seattle. You know. Hey, you put a smile on Quan's (laughs) face. (laughs) I don't know uh, if Debo's going to be able to come back. I know he got hurt this past game. But I think I definitely think that 49ers are going to do some good things against him. Christian McCaffrey, you can't stop him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Niners are hot right now. Niners are hot right now. Ever since they got him, too. And and Purdy is questionable tomorrow. So we might be on our fourth string quarterback. Oh, my God. Brock, I think he'll be all right. It's all good. We don't need a quarterback against Seattle. <laughs> bro, you don't. I think they're like number 28 uh, ranked <laughs> defense. So, yeah. Niners will be all right. I think the Niners will be all right. All right. So, our, our guy Adam Plant giving you the 49ers. He was just saying, you know, he's, he thinks they're going to win the game. We're not talking anything else. But between me and you, Jalen, mm-hmm. on the point spread side, my guy, what do you like? Who do you like this weekend and why? Uh, I like, mm, I, I, I kind of like the uh, Packers. I like the Packers. Just cause, oh, what are the Packers on the on the spread? Packers are minus seven against the Rams. I, I, th- I like the Packers. I think the Ooh. Packers gonna get that. I think uh, Mark. I think uh, Christian Watson. I think him and A Rod developed that chemistry. He's been playing pretty good coming on as of lately. I think he got like eight. Let's say eight touchdowns in like five games. I want to say so. He's. I think yeah. I like that. You like them? Okay. I'm gonna take the Cincinnati Bengals. Give me Joey Burrow the, uh, going on the road against Bucks. the Bucks. Tampa Bay is just on a downward spiral right mm-hmm. now. I don't know if Tom Brady is just not mentally there. I know that Todd Bowles ain't because, in my opinion, I've said it before, respectfully, Todd Bowles is a great coordinator. He's not a head coach. The mm-hmm. guy should not be a head coach in this league, and he's proven that before. It's not that it's his first go around. He's proven it before with the Jets. He's not a head coach. Great defensive coordinator. I'll give it to him all day. He should be there on that side of the ball. But there's just something wrong with the Tampa Bay Bucks right now. I honestly think that Tom might dip out at the end of the year. He's an unrestricted free agent. I don't think that Tampa's going to hold him to his contract if he wants to leave. He's the GOAT. Mm-hmm. He can dip whenever he wants. Who knows where he go if he goes anywhere. But I think Cincinnati is hot right now. They're firing on all cylinders. They don't look like they have a Super Bowl headache or concussion mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it Jamar at this point. Jamar Chase back in the lineup. Bro, Jamar Chase is back. And just everybody on that offensive side of the ball is firing on all cylinders. Defensively, not the greatest defense, but playing very solid right now. A lot of money on Cincinnati, though, which you know scares me a lot. But give me the Bengals, minus the three and a half, going on the road to Tampa Bay. That is my pick of the week. But my guy, Jalen, any final words before we go? Uh, just good luck to you, uh, my boy, Plant. And Appreciate you. Just put on for the city, man. Man, thank you. Playing the city, man. Mm-hmm. There we go. Our guy, Adam Plant. Appreciate you coming through the studio as well. Quan, I got a request. If you can find it real quick, just while I start my final thought, if you could please play Life is Life by Opus, I would appreciate it. If you can't find it, it is what it is. I know it's a last-minute request. I didn't tell what you What kind of music that. is that? Oh no, it, it's 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 um it's from 1986. It's an old song. It's an Argentinian. So it's not hip hop. No, nothing like that. You want me to it's, play it's, some other than hip hop? It, it's it's just trust. Can can you just play it for my outro? I can't please? remember what it's called. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Life Is Life by Opus. If you want me to connect to the Bluetooth, I can do that as well. I forgot about that. That we can do that. But look, man, my final thought. I'll get it started while we look this up. I'm excited, man. I'm happy. Pops is 85 years old. He's in his 80s right now, man. It's it's tough for me to be able to do much with him. He lives in Miami. But look, I got the Argentina crest. I got it on today. Argentina's playing in the final on Sunday. There it is. If you guys know the song, to everyone that followed Maradona when they were younger and they were growing up, and even the commercials now that they made with Messi, you already know what this song means to a lot of Argentina people and a lot of Argentina fans. This Sunday is going to mean a lot to me. 
I'm going to be able to watch a World Cup final with my pops. We won't be at the actual World Cup in Qatar, but we'll be together as a family. I don't know if I ever get this opportunity to watch a World Cup final with him ever again. So, Messi, you probably won't ever hear this, but if you do, all I ask is when you're in that locker room, give a speech just like the speech that you gave in Maracaná when you guys won the Copa America. Everything happens for a reason. There's no coincidences. Bring it out. Bring this song, play it in the locker room, and pump up the guys. It's meant to be. Everyone wants you to go out on top because they believe you're the GOAT. What better way to do it than to beat the defending champion? Till next week, for Jose V, for Jalen G, our guy Quan 59 and our guest, Adam Plant Jr. Yes, sir. We'll see you next week on Straight Bet Sports here on Gorilla Cross Radio. We are out. Peace.